NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, November 5th, 10.37 a.m. on the East Coast. We are here to break down the Friday night schedule. And joining me as usual is a man of many talents, Terrell Furman. Terrell, how are you doing this morning, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Well, it's morning for you, well, evening night for, for you, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evening. I had a whole boy. I had a day. I tell you, I had a day. A long <laughs> day of you know working, serving this this country, and then uh, I had a psychic reading today, man. Yeah, yeah, I got read down by a psychic. Yeah, it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough. Okay. Uh, Hopefully purple pumpkin hoodoo. <laughs> purple pumpkin hoodoo on on uh, IG. Purple pumpkin yeah. hoodoo. She's a she's a, a black psychic. Uses uh-huh. like different types of things to read you. Uh, support black businesses and yeah, she's really she was really really good. It was, was a good. very very good experience. And she did go. it over the phone. She oh, did it nice. over the phone. She told me she was saying stuff that she shouldn't have known. Like she should she shouldn't have known. I ain't even says. <laughs> I was like, was she listening to my podcast? Like, did she did she get my name listed to the podcast? Like, nah nah nah. She knew stuff she wasn't supposed to know. So it was it was I. Right. <laughs> I think it's a good time to mention uh, to thank you for serving our country. I, I, don't, I don't think uh, a lot of our listeners probably don't know that, but uh, yeah, Terrell is overseas. So he's not only serving our country, uh, but he's also taking time out of his schedule and work to join me three times a week at minimum to talk about the NBA and, and, and keep everyone entertained. So Terrell, thank you uh, for doing what you're doing, man. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and I'm hundred percent, positive the country appreciate appreciates you for serving the country well i appreciate that appreciate the words uh i mean I, i'm hopefully i'm doing better with them than my picks right now uh hopefully i'm defending better than i'm doing with the picks picks ain't going the best right now i owe i owe y'all a couple parlays that ain't that ain't went the right way so we we missed one on i think every single parlay i've given out so far we missed it by one leg so it's uh, always one man, leg. I'm trying. Yeah, man, it's always one leg. But that's yeah. that's the risk, yo. High risk, high reward. You got to be willing to willing to fall into the risk. Yeah, it's so early on in the season, too, right? And I'm not using that as an excuse. I mean, yeah, my picks haven't been that greatest either. But you know, we're still again. There's things that you know, kind of transitioning into the basketball side is that we're still learning about a lot of these teams, right? Some of these players have new coaches. We've talked about new players. You know, building that chemistry. There's also the fact that, you know, the the foul calling situation in the NBA has completely changed. They're not making those calls like we're used to seeing James Harden getting or or some of these other guys getting in the NBA. So they're having to not only transition from that, but also I read on Twitter is that CJ McCollum put out a tweet and said that the NBA has transitioned from whichever brand of basketball they had last season to now using Wilson basketballs. And obviously, yeah, I mean – you as basketball players, they're shooting, you know, in practice and then get and shoot around with the same ball. And yeah, it may be an adjustment, uh-huh. but you know, it, it might, you know, I understand it because a lot of times when we pick up a basketball at a pickup game, we're used to playing with a certain ball. Now, if you're going to start playing with a different ball, um, that it throws off your shooting uh, motions and, and, and how you feel with it. So, again, I think that's something that I definitely need to consider when we're, you know, seeing a lot of unders early on in the season. I was having a conversation with someone, and I said, yeah, the unders are coming in right now, but I think that eventually it's going to regress back to the mean where, you know, you want to see – the books want to see a balanced action of, you know, 
overs and unders and I'm more so unders because the public loves betting overs, but usually it's right at that 51%, 52% mark. So I thought that was something, you know, we should at least mention on, on the show today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a uh, multiple, like you said, it's a bunch of reasons for all of that. Uh, I'm interested to see when the curve is, when, when do, when are things going to go quote unquote back to normal? Yeah. And when is thing when is when is you know we're gonna regret like get some positive regression back to the mean because mm-hmm. if you can figure that out and that's really I mean you'll pay all of our bills if you figure that out because you're gonna be ahead of the books every yeah. step of the way from that point forward. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that were that right now early like I said early on in the season we're seeing these unders. There was one night where there were overs hitting, but it went right back to hitting the. Uh, uh, Oh, sorry. There's one night where the overs were hitting, and then the next night it was like eight, two, and one to the unders again. So, again, if you're able to identify when those overs are going to start hitting, like Terrell said, I think that you know you'll be able to get ahead of the books and you know make a tiny, tiny profit until the books adjust back to where the totals we're used to seeing the NBA going over. But with that being said, again, guys, a, a full schedule of NBA games tonight. We'll go through side total. Um, We'll save the player props for later. Terrell is going to be joining me today on PropCast. Terrell? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. All right, there we go. So we'll save the player props for that. But it is Friday, which means Friday's parlays. We'll give you a lot uh-huh. dog and a parlay at the end of the show. So, Terrell, let's dive right into it, man. Let's get to the first game here. We have San Antonio Spurs as a road favorite heading down to Orlando, where the Spurs are a minus three-and-a-half point road favorite over under sitting at 213. Uh, where are you going with this game? Um, so we have the melatonin basketball team against the Orlando magic, who we still aren't a hundred percent certain who they are, uh, in, in this, um, season yeah. because they, they've had their ups and downs. They beat some really good teams and they come out of nowhere, but it's also, this is just a young team that is still severely inconsistent. Like the style of basketball that they look at their playing right now, they're kind of playing like college ball mm-hmm. where it's like they're up and they can go and beat the best team that night, but they just don't have the consistency. They're not uh, seasoned enough to have that consistency to keep that up every single game uh, henceforth. So um, I think I'm still – we got Orlando three and six to the uh to the number, three and six to to the spread, and then we have San Antonio who is five and three currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to lean San Antonio in this spot, just because okay. I'm not certain of what what Magic team I'm gonna get. Am I gonna get a Magic team that that is gonna play hard mm-hmm. and that's gonna you know play play all four quarters all the way through? Yeah. Or am I going to get the team that just kind of doesn't look like they belong? Mm-hmm. Like, it, look if you look at the difference between when they played the Timberwolves and when they played the Celtics, like that's they look like two completely different teams. Especially and the second half against lay, Boston. Yeah, they yeah. and they just completely shit the bed. And I'm yeah. like, all right, is that? I, I can't sit here and say that's not a trend. So I'm going to roll with San Antonio on this spot. I don't like it. Okay. Because uh, I just don't. I don't know what this San Antonio team is, but I expect that they're going to play defense. I expect that they're going to get after it, and they're going to try to make something of this road trip. Uh-huh. And so, um, I'm leaning. I'm leaning San Antonio here, uh, yeah. especially to kind of get back, get back in the swing of things after a, a tough loss against the Mavericks. Yeah, I'll be the first one to tell you that I was on the Magic uh, <laughs> when we recorded on Wednesday against Boston. Looked great in the first half, but that third quarter, I think they got like outscored like 39, like 30, ridiculous. 35 to 11 or something like that. So, and that's where they pretty much lost the game. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pivot here. I'm going to uh, take the Spurs in the first half here. And uh, the Spurs are three and one against the number in the first half. And I think that the players, I think for number one, yeah, the players are definitely the skill position players, like with DeJounte Murray, who's been an absolute monster on his player props. I mean, he's been cashing almost every other night for me. Um, I just feel like, yeah, the players are better right now for the San Antonio Spurs, and it's not a slide against Orlando. We've talked about it. They have a pretty good roster. It's just going to take time for them to gel together. And like Terrell has said over and over that maybe down the road or, you know, once we get a month into the season or two months, they're going to start covering some games here. But 
early on, I just think that they have these scoring droughts, and I think that's something that San Antonio can take advantage of, especially coming off a tough loss, um, I believe, against Dallas in their last game. So um, I'm going to go uh, Spurs first half here. Any thoughts on the total here at 213, Um, It's hard not to ride with the under trend. It really, yeah. it really is. Uh, these games have been going under, 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 and I, I mean – I I, th- I would say that the Magic don't have a good shooting day because this first team is still a pretty decent def- uh, defending team. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that that can impact them a little bit, uh, especially if they still have those that – if they're still in a slump from that second half against Boston. So I lean under, don't necessarily like it. Yeah, it's tough because I right now I'm seeing the Spurs are 4-3 and three, uh, favorite towards the over, and then Orlando is 6-2. and two. But then the contrast comes in is that – Spurs are one and three to the under on the road, or sorry, three and one to the under on the road, and then a Magic are is very very small sample of two and zero oh to the over at home. So uh, I think we kind of got to stay with the under, or sorry, the uh, the unders here until again we see some regression. But um, not to not not one of the most exciting games here for tonight. Uh, let's move on to the next one, Terrell. We have the Memphis Grizzlies headed to Washington, where the Washington Wizards are a one point home favorite, currently seeing a total of two twenty one. Uh, Terrell, where are we going with this game? Um, This Memphis team is scrappy. Yeah. This Memphis team is scrappy. They get after it. Chum, I know I said this before, but and maybe I need to put my money where my mouth is and get down on a little bit, but John Morant is playing like an MVP right now. He is. He really is. He's playing MVP-level basketball right now. And so if you combine that with their ability to – um, to shoot the ball, abilities to find different ways to score. Uh, let me look and uh, where their offensive stats are at now. But last I, I checked, they're one of the top five, top five offenses in the league. So um, yeah, they fell a little bit. They're at eight, still a really good offense. But uh, I just don't, I, I, I don't see this Wizards team um, keeping up in this spot. Especially with um, Memphis's ability to just be physical, to mm-hmm. just be physical with them throughout the whole game, be physical throughout the whole game. I think that they're going to have to rely on the three because Memphis cannot guard the three for anything. Yeah, uh, they're going to have to rely on the three. Bradley Beal's going to have a have to have a really good game, and it kind of feels like we haven't seen that transcend like that really, really good Bradley Beal game yet that mm-hmm. we're used to seeing. So he could be due there, and then they could really. Uh, you know, really set me back there as Wizards team, but I like what Memphis is going, what has going on right now, and I, I just want to ride this wave. I think Memphis is really good. Yeah, and again, again on on Wednesday, Toronto went in there and against Washington and beat them, or Bradley Beal just went also. I think this might be a John Morant game also, as usual. But um, yeah, I think that I think just think Memphis right now is the better team, and despite them not having Dylan Brooks right now, I mean, John Moran's playing at a high level. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been really good for them so far this season. Desmond Bain, we know you've talked about him a lot. Um, so I think that again, a scrappy team, um, and they're playing well right now. I mean, despite them only being five and three, uh, this is still a uh-huh. good team. Uh, I'll agree with you. I'm going to go with the Memphis here. I just think that, you know, this is going to be a game that Memphis's offense is just purely going to be better than Washington's, if that makes sense. I just think that um, I, I kind of like the over in this game, too. Uh, you know, we, we, you talked about how these are two of the better offensive teams. I mean, Washington, they're kind of middle of the road, maybe a little bit above average, but I just feel like this is a good uh-huh. a, a, a good game where we see, you know, good three-point shooting, I think that, you know, guys will be able to get to the basket at will and see some easy basket or points around the basket. So I'm also leaning towards the over in this game. Uh, any thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Yeah. Um, you're on the over. I'm slightly on the under. Okay. Uh, slightly on under, and I'll tell you why. It's because this Washington team is still playing pretty good defensively. Okay. Uh, they're still they're still getting after it defensively. I think that they will give Memphis a little bit of fits. I think Memphis will be able to overcome it, of course, but I think that they'll give Memphis a little bit of fits. I think that um, this is going to be a little bit of a slower pace of a game. Uh, it's not going to be too you know up and down running the court. It's going to be a lot of half court, half court setting things up. Maybe a couple fast breaks, a couple dunks and flashes by John Morant, but. I think that this kind of stays under – I kind of feels like this stays under the total here. 
Um, just really more of a feeling. And just this Wizards team has just been shocking all around. And, you know, whenever you think over in this team so far, I, yeah. it's come in under. So I think I'm going to ride the under train with this game too. Yeah, are you seeing Memphis being the worst defensive efficiency team on your numbers there? I think Memphis uh, me, is probably one of the worst. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, yeah, they they're definitely one of the worst. Let me just make sure and confirm. So New Orleans has dropped ever so slightly below them, but it's, yeah. they're right there at the bottom. Uh, With and, New Orleans, uh, still got Washington. Um, it's falling a little bit, still middle of the road. But yeah. I like what they do. They can guard the three well. Uh, so that's going to be really big and just, you know, limiting a lot of what they can do, you know, so you might not be, a, it might not be a Desmond Bain type of game this game yeah. uh, from just unloading from three, they guarded three pretty well. So I like, I like Washington right now. They're doing, they're, they're just rotten high right now. They're rotten high right now. They're not at the point where they're going to let all their Wizards fans down yet. So yeah. Uh, I think this stays under this stays to relatively a close game. I don't think Memphis runs away with it at all, but yeah. uh, the intensity, the intensity just causes this game to go under for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I, and even though I do like the over here, I just, you know, I'm kind of flopping back to the wizard side just because that Memphis defense is not, it, it's not, it's, it's what did last. And when you're down with the new Orleans Pelicans, where I think like one in seven, one in eight on the season, that, that kind of, Makes me nervous, so uh, I, I, I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna go to the Wizards side just because we just talked about how bad the defense is for the Wizards. Um, let's go okay. to the next game, Terrell. We have the Brooklyn Nets headed to Detroit, who are on a back-to-back that played Brooklyn. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Brooklyn Nets are headed. Brooklyn. Into- no, no, you said Brooklyn. You said yeah. Brooklyn, right? Okay. I'm just saying Brooklyn. Into into analysis, Brooklyn. Let's go. <laughs> let's just move on. Let's just move on from there. It's in Brooklyn, let's end the analysis right there. Let's not waste the people's time. You're picking Brooklyn, right? There's no way you're not taking Brooklyn in the ten points here. You're, you're picking Brooklyn with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet. Listen, yeah, let's just say James Harden and Kevin Durant versus Detroit. Do we need to say anything else? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm. And the I'm Sixers just, beat them last them. night by like 11 points with just a Joel Embiid who didn't have. I mean, statistically. Embiid was not that great. He had what nineteen points and nine rebounds. It's not bad, but it's not Embiid numbers. No, it's not. And this team, it, they just got K Cunningham back. They're still trying to work out the kinks with that. Yeah. Um. You, you we expect the Nets to score, mm-hmm. and whereas the seven, the six, not the Sixers, but the Pistons play slightly better at home. Yeah, it's not enough for me to want to get get behind this team right now. They're they're a little bit, they're a little bit asleep. Maybe they wake up because Kevin Durant's coming to town. But if James Harden's starting to play better, he's starting to find ways to score without getting to the free throw line, and he's starting to find ways to get to the free throw line regardless, even though the rule changed. So I think this Nets team is is right, and I think that they're going to come in here. They're like, all right, this is a team we're supposed to beat. We're supposed to annihilate this team. Let's go out there and annihilate them. I don't think this one is close. Yeah, I agree with you. (laughs) The 10.5-point favorite are the Nets, but, yeah, I'm willing to lay these points here. Uh, I'm leaning towards the under here at 211, even though it's a short number. Uh, Brooklyn 7-0 to the under so far this season. I'm not getting off that train. Any thoughts on the total there? Uh, No, not really. Um. I would say under the under just because I don't think Pistons are going to score. Yeah. And I don't think that Brooklyn has it all figured out where they're going to put up 120, 130 points on them. So okay. I could see I could see a 115 to 85, 90. 95. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 85, 95 kind of final score. Yeah. Okay. I will make that one quick and easy. Brooklyn just lay the points and then leaning towards the under here. Uh, let's get to the next game here, Terrell. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers, our seven-footers, taking on the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Raptors are at home where they are a five-and-a-half-point favorite, currently seeing a total of 204-and-a-half. Uh, Terrell, where are we going with this game? Um, You say you see in a line of what? Five-and-a-half uh, for the Raptors. Why? Why is this? Why is this five and a half? I was I was wondering this earlier. It was at six and it's come down, mm-hmm. and for good reason. Because why is it this high? Why are we? This game should really be pick them. This should really be a pick them. These teams are not that far across the spectrum at all. Like they're they're both overachieving. If we say how we thought these teams were going to be beginning of the season, they're both overachieving. But 
this Cavaliers team is looks pr- like they are making it work. They're yep. making it work. They look pretty good. And even in their losses, like even in some of their losses, I'm like, oh, this team still looks pretty good. But I, mean, I can't say that for the Raptors as much. I think that wrong team is favored here. Um, and I don't think this is a trap line. It feels a little bit too big to be a trap line. I think they're just overvaluing this Toronto's team and what the Cavaliers have been in the past and them being on the road in this spot. And I don't think that really matters. So I'm going with the Cavs plus six here. And yeah, I, I really like that. I like sprinkle on the money line there. And I like the Cavs uh, first half numbers too. Like I said, they look like the Knicks yeah. of last season in the first half, currently eight and one to the number in the first half. So I'm riding with the Cavs here. I think the Cavs get out to a good spot. They put pressure on Toronto, and Toronto has to fight to come back. This is a game where, like, Cleveland Cavaliers should just feast inside against this non-existent Toronto Raptors interior. Like, Precious Achua is not going to be able to hold down Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Um, I think these guys should have should get whatever they want inside the paint. Um yeah, shop around for this number for sure. I'm seeing five and a half. It's moving towards a Cavs direction. Um, the only caveat might be that the Raptors are on a game on a on a winning streak here of five in a row. I mean, they play the Pacers twice where they beat them. They played Orlando where they barely beat Orlando by a point. The impressive win was against the Knicks um, the other night where they won 113-104 in New York. But I just think, again, I, I've talked about a lot how there's mismatches inside the paint here, and I think this is a, a an opportunity where the Cavs can take advantage of that. Just get the ball down uh-huh. to Evan Mobley, get the ball down to Jared Allen, uh, and let those guys just, just you know, get the easy baskets around, around the rim. Um, I don't think – um, Yeah, go ahead. Uh, if I'm not – no, he's not. Okay. I, all right, I'm tripping. I was about to say, he, but he is up there. I thought Jared Allen was like – if not their second leading scorer, mm-hmm. he's their third. So he's right behind Darius Garland, but it's not much. They are utilizing him a lot. Like they're I mean, for the amount of money they paid lot. him, they better be. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right, absolutely. But he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of usage. Um, mm-hmm. uh, thing to note, I believe Lori is out for this game. Yes, he he's in uh, health and safety protocols. Yes, so he is out. He's um, so expect uh, Osman or Okoro to step in and kind of fill that role there. Yeah, and I just think yeah, this is going to be a, a I think is a good spot for the Orlando. Sorry for the Cleveland Cavaliers here again. Uh, Kevin Love is out. Laurie Markkinen is out. Uh, Isaac Okoro is out also for this game. So expect uh, Osman to probably step into that starting lineup uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet this number at six again. It's trending towards Cleveland. Any thoughts on the total here at two hundred four and a half, Terrell? Um, no, not. I feel like I feel like this is a over. I feel like they want. They, I feel like this is low enough. They want you to bet under. Mm-hmm. Like they they're like, all right, like all these games are going under, 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 and they're like, all right, well it's two hundred four. Everybody thinks this is gonna be a low scoring game. Just bet under anyway. No, I think this is one of the ones where they kind of trick you and it goes over. Why is it so low though? Two hundred four and a half. I mean, what do you see as far as pace for these? I mean, teams? so if you so if you think if you think about the Raptors and just them being one of the top defenses in the league, and then uh-huh. Cleveland, believe it or not, has snuck up there in defensive efficiency. Yeah, they are they are tenth tenth in defensive efficiency. Toronto is seven. Okay, so these teams these teams get after it a little bit on the um, offensive side, I mean, on the defensive, defensive side of ball. And if you look at their pace, they run slower pace. Like, yeah. they're some of the slowest teams in the mm-hmm. league. Toronto's coming in at 27, and Cleveland is at 20. So yeah. they run a slower bit pace. They try to – Toronto, I know for certain, just watching their games, uh, I've seen a lot more Toronto games than I have of Cleveland okay. um, throughout this portion of the season. And Toronto likes to set like slow the pace down. Um, if they get the ball um, on a fast break, they'll, you know, kind of take it back out to the three-point line. If, it, mm-hmm. if it's not there, automatically take it back to the three-point line, set up, get half-court offense going, and then that's where they want to kind of go and make their money. Okay. And the Cavs, from what I've seen, do a little bit more as well because they're trying to get those bigs involved. And you can't really yeah. get those bigs involved running up and down the floor all the time. You'll run your bigs off the floor like that. So uh, I expect a lot of half-court offense. I expect that – 
there will be, you know, a low total. Like, that's where that total is so low. But I just yeah. expect in this game, in this mm-hmm. game right here, especially on the Cavs part, that half-court offense is going to turn into points more often than not. And so yeah. even if you're running slow, if you're scoring every time you go down the court, it's going to get over. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, all that just, just makes sense, right? Just looking at, you know, half-court offense, the pace is, you know, in the bottoms of the league for sure, especially for Toronto also. Defensively, number, I mean, metrics, you take a look at the three-point shooting. There are some of the better three-point shooting defending teams in the NBA so far. I mean, kind of Cleveland for sure is, is up there, which is shocking to me. But, you know, the, the, uh, Toronto, as far as percentage allowed, they're kind of middle in the pack there. and they're, they're I believe they're both top 10 in three-point makes allowed. So not great three-point shooting teams that you – you know, you really kind of look at when you're betting it over. So uh, definitely going to stay away from this total, uh, but I think we're both leaning towards the uh, Cavs here for tonight. Uh, jump on this number early because it is trending towards the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's get to the next uh, next game, probably the game of the night, Terrell. We have your New York Knicks going to Milwaukee, where the Milwaukee Bucks are a four-point favorite, seeing a total of 216.5. Uh, where are we going with this game, Terrell? Yeah, let me check uh, the injury report before we get into that for yeah, Milwaukee. Because no, that's 100% where I was just about to go. I wasn't yeah. going to say anything in, analytical-wise. I was going to be like, look at that injury report. If Middleton is out, he is if out, yeah. uh, Holiday is out, Holiday's if probably. who else is somebody that was oh, – So, yeah, Hol- so if Holiday's out, if Middleton's out, if, if Lopez is out, it looked like Holiday might go. But yeah. uh, Middleton and Lopez, like if they're out, that that still that still leads um a chance for the Knicks to go and steal this one on the road. And I think that they're gonna be looking forward to it, especially coming off a loss to Toronto, coming off a loss to the Pacers. Uh this team has to get back going. Yeah. They gotta get back going. They gotta get uh knock up their uh intensity on defense. They've given up how much? They've given up over a hundred, um averaging hundred and twelve points in these past two games. So yeah. they need to step it up defensively again and kind of uh, lock that in. And they've given up 117 a game before that. So they're, they're kind of losing themselves defensively a little bit. Mm-hmm. I expect Tibbs to kind of start to rein that in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, generate more and more offense. 98 points in that last game is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it right. against the, the Bucks here. You're going to need to put up a pretty sizable total if you want to win this game. So, um Definitely, I'm. I'm not even considering this until I know exactly who is, uh, who is out there for the Bucks. But if I'm going off the information I have right now, I lean Knicks plus four. I think that this is a game that they get up for going to the defending champions' house to play them uh, this season. So, I think they get up for this game. I'm riding with the Knicks here. I think it's a close one. Even if they do lose, it's like something, uh, something. Thing a little bit closer, uh-huh. but I'm I'm riding with the Knicks here. I think plus four is is a pretty decent number. I think they can keep it in inside a possession, especially when we get late. Yeah, if you take a look at their their road record straight up, the I believe the Knicks are three and one straight up on the road, and the Milwaukee Bucks at home this season shockingly <clears throat> one and three straight up. So I think something's got to give here for sure. But again, yeah, definitely check that injury report. Do see uh, Drew Holiday is probable for tonight, so I think that does make a difference for the Bucks. Also, uh, that gives them their probably their second best defender after Giannis <clears throat> uh, to guard some of these perimeter guys for the uh, New York Knicks. So um, I will lean with the Knicks here. Also, I think that yeah, like you said, it's a good bounce back spot. Motivation should not be a question here when you're going into the defending champions' uh, house, right? I mean, you want to beat the defending champions. You want to let them know that hey, uh, we're no, we're gonna get, we're gonna you know, compete in the East and, and, you know, we can beat you on your home floor as the NBA champion. So um, I will lean with the Knicks here. Any thoughts on the total here? Or are you going to wait for the injury report? Currently yeah, I'm waiting for the, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm waiting on the injury report. Uh, sure. I think this goes over, okay. especially if uh, more of the Bucks players are playing than it goes over just because I just don't know what this Knicks team is doing defensively right now. Yeah. Uh, they're giving up way too many points, giving up way too many points, but they're not having too many issues scoring the ball. They're in a little bit of a scoring slump right now, but mm-hmm. they haven't had issues scoring the ball all season. Um, one of the best offenses in the league. So yeah. I'm expecting them to put up points, but I think that they'll give up points too. I think this kind of climbs over that total. Yeah, they're probably just in a little slump here are the New York Knicks. I mean, yeah, you're not going to be able to be the best offense in and out every single night. So, um, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that injury report, uh, especially for the Bucs. 
Uh, and then uh, make make sure you uh, check that before you put in your picks for this game. Troy, uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and we'll get to the final four games of the uh, slate here for tonight. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever you wager first is WinBet will match it up to $200. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a free $200 bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, prop swappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So improve, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, let's get to the next game here, Terrell. We have the LA Clippers uh, in Minnesota. I believe this is the one of those back-to-back situations uh, where they play the Minnesota Timberwolves, where the Clippers right now are a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 216 and a half. I believe these two teams had just recently gotten together. Yeah, they did um, on Thursday. Clippers yeah. won 126, 115. I was on the clip. I mean, I was on the uh the Timberwolves in that situation. They didn't get the cover there. Yeah. So now we see a Clippers again being favored by a minus two and a half with a total of two sixteen and a half. Where are you going with this game? I know we've been talking about taking the team that loses on those uh, kind of those back-to-back situations here. But where are you at with this game, Terrell? Yeah, I'm 100% on the uh, the team that lost, a.k.a. the um, the Timberwolves here. I think mm-hmm. that this is a spot that, you know, hey, Pat Bev had a double-double last game. Like, <laughs> so he's getting up for this game. Like, yeah. there's, they're seeing him twice. He's getting up for both of these games right here. And then uh, – Anthony Edwards went three for 10 from uh, three. I don't expect him to be that inefficient again. Cat only had 18 points. That's unlike him, mm-hmm. um, especially against this Clippers squad where you expect him to be able to feast on them. And then the biggest thing that I seen in that first game was Reggie Jackson made an appearance. Like Reggie Jackson made an appearance 11 for 18 from field, seven from nine from three, 29 points, eight assists, five rebounds. Like, Reggie Jackson balled out. Yeah. He gave Paul George that help that Paul George was looking for. I mean, Paul George gave Paul George things. 32 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds, 11 for 18 from the field, 4 for 8 from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. So he's – Paul George did Paul George things, but he finally got that help. Yeah. Is he going to get that help on the road in Minnesota two, day, two days in a row? I think that Minnesota makes some adjustments over there and – uh you know, it, it just regresses back to the means. At the end of the day, all the players for the Timberwolves have been playing better than everybody on the Clippers outside of Paul George as of right now. So I'm going to ride with the Timberwolves, and I'll take the points. Yeah, and, and I think yeah, going more into that stat box, talking about Pat Bev having that double-double, he almost had a triple-double, t- uh, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists in that game. So, you know, he's getting up yeah. to play against his former team. But, yeah, you hit the nail on the head here, Terrell, that Paul George finally got some help. 
outside of uh, um, Paul George, yeah, you said 29 from Reggie Jackson. I mean, he got 20 points from Nick Batum. I mean, when's the last time he scored 20 points? They also got Terrence Mann to contribute uh, 17 points for him. I think the biggest thing here was the discrepancy or the difference was the three-point shooting for both of these teams. Uh, yeah. Clippers were, what, 21 of 36, and then the T-Wolves were 14 yeah, of 60. Yeah, 58%. They couldn't miss. They couldn't yeah. miss. And I think that yeah, that was pretty much the difference. And then, I mean, Anthony Edwards, 11 of 21 from the field, um, a, a hair above 50%. But again, yeah, like you said, from that three-point line, he was three of 10, where he's getting the volume for sure. But I think he just needs to knock it down more consistently. Um, yeah, I think you got to kind of stray with that trend here of, you know, that backing uh, teams splitting this mini series here when they're playing each other. Um, waiting for this number to maybe get to three outside of three and a half. But uh, just keep in mind that D'Angelo Russell is out for this game like he mm-hmm. was already for that game they played earlier where uh, I believe uh, Patrick Beverly stepped in. Or was it? Uh, a, a, Patrick uh, Beverly. Yeah, he stepped Patrick into Beverly. the starting lineup for mm-hmm. the – uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I'll take the plus two and a half, but I'm going to wait for a, a better number, possibly towards three, three and a half. Uh, any thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Um, not really. I, the uh, the under's just been cashing, like just been cashing for the Clippers at an incredible rate. Yeah. And uh, they went over this last game. So maybe, you know, both of these teams make adjustments. We talk about the, the Timberwolves make adjustments. I'm sure that there's going to be some adjustments from Ty Lue and that um, Clippers squad as well. So maybe this one comes back in under the total. Yeah, definitely. I don't expect these team, two teams to shoot, especially the Clippers, to shoot 58% from the three-point uh, line again. But um, ah, yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from this total here at 216.5. Let's get to the next game. We have the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, visiting De'Aaron Fox and the Sacramento Kings, where the Kings are a minus one and a half point favorite with a total of two twenty nine and a half. Uh, where are you at with this game, Terrell? So we got off night and the Kings against the Mellow Ball and uh, the Hornets. Hornets are on a road, a West Coast road trip right now, so they get in. The Kings tonight, then they're coming up um, against the Clippers, Lakers, and then going over to the Grizzlies before returning at home. So their second game of a five-game road trip over to the West Coast. They got outclassed in that Golden State game. Jordan Poole and, Mm -hmm. you know, Steph and all those guys just so like, hey, you know, we're still – this is still a champion championship level roster here. Like you're you're a little bit a hair above your your pay grade here. Um, <laughs> you you're a good team. You can beat some pretty all right decent teams. But we talk about these certified playoff teams this season. You're you're not on our level yet, and that's kind of the space that not only did the Warriors put them in, but the Heat put them in too when the Heat beat them. So, mm-hmm. uh, I am leaning. Hornets here because of the short number. Yeah, I think that I think that this is a game that they can win outright. I do think that the Kings get out early, and it will be on that third quarter boost from the Hornets to kind of propel them into into the uh, win. So you might want to actually wait and live bet this game and kind of get them at a worse number. And that might be something I actually try to do tonight. But uh, live bet this game, try to get them at a worse number. And then uh, pound the Hornets to come back and win, especially before they start that third quarter. Uh, Kings first half is one of my is one of my plays for this game. Okay. Uh, Kings are second in the league, six and two to the to the number in the first half. Charlotte is sec is second. Well, no, fourth to the bottom, uh, and they're two and seven to the number in the first half. The Charlotte Hornets team just doesn't get out quick they just don't get out quick but they make that adjustment in the third quarter mm-hmm. uh where they're leading the league let me make sure that this number is still the number charlie uh, yeah, so, yeah three point shooting. yeah so they're yeah they're leading the league seven and two in the third quarter uh-huh. so they're seven and two in the third quarter and then you come and you look at the sacramento kings who are two and six in the third quarter so i think that i that that kind of leads into my feelings of all right, the Kings get out early. The Kings look good, and then Charlotte comes and kind of cleans things up. And towards the end, I'm right with Charlotte here in the plus one. But my my best bets in this game are going to be the Kings first half and the Hornets third quarter. 
Yeah. And parlay those and you'll probably get um some pretty nice odds on that. Yeah, I think this is a game like you mentioned. I again a great example of how live betting can be to your benefit if you do like Charlotte, because everything Terrell just highlighted that Charlotte gets off the slow starts. They turn it, they turn the gas up in the second half for whatever reason. Sacramento at home, you know, gets out to fast starts. The numbers I'm looking at it is really pointing me into the direction of taking an over in this game. And I know we've been talking about the under train here, but we take a look. Both of these teams are top 10 in uh, points inside the paint. They're wor- they're one of the worst defenses inside the paint. Charlotte, a pretty good three-point shooting team. Um, number one as far as three-point percentage uh, shooting. Charlotte also averaged around 14 three-point three shots made per game, which is ranked number six in the league so far. And pace is not too bad for both of these teams. They're well above average. Um I know I had the over in the, in the game against the Golden State Warriors, but Golden State has quietly put themselves above um, the rest of the teams as being one of the better defensive efficient teams in the league. I believe they catapulted uh, Miami to be the best defensive team so far this season. So, um, yeah, I, I think I like the under, uh, sorry, the over in this game more than the side in total here. But again, everything that Terrell said that if you like Charlotte, wait for a better number on the live opportunity. Anything else for this game, uh, Terrell? I think it's going to be one of the more more fun, exciting games to watch here tonight for sure, though. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, and you know, uh, being a um, adopted Charlottonian myself, four times. Shout out to the Queen City Seven Hundred Four. Uh, I'm I'm pulling. I am actually pulling for the Hornets in this one, but I do think that this is a matchup they can get up for. I don't like this uh, Kings team defensively outside of off night. And I think that this is this is somewhere where you can see uh, probably whoever Davion Mitchell is guarding is having a rough day, uh-huh. uh, whoever they decide to make that his assignment. But everybody else is is feasting pretty nicely and trying to bounce back after that Golden State loss. So uh, before we move on, uh, I got a couple of DMs and tweets, people asking Terrell keeps referring to this off night. Who is off night? So tell the people who off night is. Off night, off night is Davion Mitchell from the Baylor Bears. And it's pretty simple that whenever you play Davion Mitchell, if he's guarding you, you're going to have an off night. And (laughs) I haven't gotten I haven't gotten down deep into the numbers yet. Mm -hmm. But early on in the season, uh, Davion Mitchell played Dame Lillard. He played Donovan Mitchell. He played Steph Curry. And all three of them got held under their points props. Yeah. Uh, I think more often than not, you know, whoever he's – they they bring him in and he's the primary defender on is having a slow game that game. And more often than not, they're not hitting their points prop. That's something I'm going to want to tra- track future in the future because he's just – a he's relentless defensively. He is relentless defensively. And you're going to have an off night. So, yeah, I, you will, I will never refer to him as anything other than off night. <laughs> there you go so people that don't know <laughs> people don't know who off night is it's Davion Mitchell the rookie for the Sacramento Kings out of Baylor and I think that quickly on Davion Mitchell I think this is the exact type of player that the Sacramento Kings needed right a defensive guy because they were mm-hmm. bottoms of the league over the past couple of years um, they still are no 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 don't let that don't no 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 moon off don't let that fool you don't don't <laughs> let deep don't let off night fool you they still are a bottom of the league defense it's just that they're a little bit a hair higher because he's holding somebody he's holding somebody down so you can't be when one guy plays defense is better than when no guys play defense but they they, they suck. yeah they're not good they're not good defensively at all yeah they, they can't get any worse than they were so that's why the numbers look a little better than they yeah, are yeah yeah no so <laughs> yeah no we still we still fade this defense absolutely but all right <laughs> if, if, if we start to see him if we i don't think they'll do it mm-hmm. but i think there'd be some value in moving him into the starting rotation yeah, and maybe bring in somebody like uh, Halliburton off the bench, just to kind of keep that be the floor general of that second unit, because um, we know Tyrese Halliburton has that ability, and I think that that kind of conflicts with De'Aaron Fox just a little bit because both of them kind of kind of like to have the ball in their hands. I think that they'll get more uh, out of. Halliburton coming off the bench and lead in that second unit, but yeah. it's Luke Walton, and I don't expect Luke Walton to make an adjustment like that. That's probably a little bit above his pay grade. 
Yeah, I hear you. I, I also thought that Davion Mitchell would probably start for uh, for the Sacramento Kings, but I don't think that, like you said, Walton's going to make that adjustment because they probably won Halliburton uh, in that starting rotation. And right before my eyes, right before we get out of this game, this total just moved a full point towards the over uh, to 230 and a half now. So, um, again, uh, I really do like this over here for tonight. Uh, if you like it, get, done, get down on it for sure. Let's move on to the next game here, Terrell. Um, we have the Indiana Pacers visiting the Portland Trail Blazers, where the Blazers, Blazers, sorry, are a four and a half point home favorite. Total sitting at two twenty three and a half. Where are your thoughts for this game, Terrell? I mean, I I I called it like you you can't lay points with <laughs> that Blazers team right now, and now they're laying four and a half with the Pacers who think that look like they're they're getting on a roll like they look like they're kind of getting on a roll a little bit they they had a pretty good um outing at home mm-hmm. uh portland's now returning back from a loss to the to the cavaliers so uh gosh i i this, this is a tough one. Uh, this is a hair high. I don't like it at four and a half. If I if I was getting it at three, if I was getting it inside a possession, I would like it a little bit more. I don't like it at four and a half, but I'm gonna take it still just because I just don't think that this that Portland can afford to lose four in a row into the Pacers on the road. Like the Pacers are a road team here. I don't think they can afford to lose this game. So I'm gonna roll with uh I'm gonna roll with the what's the word? <laughs> the Trailblazers here. Dame Dollar. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with Dame and Trailblazers here, and I'm also hope that Dame finally has that game. Like I'm, I say this every time. I feel like every time we get up here, I'm saying, okay, hopefully Dame does it. Like hopefully Dame. But at some point, he's yeah. gonna get off this this slide, guys. Like don't don't think of this. Like I, I said that he didn't deserve to be on the NBA 75 team. That's one thing. But Dame is gonna get off this slide. And he's gonna be one of the top players in the league again. I just don't know exactly when that's gonna happen. I think tonight might be the night it is for him. And if you kind of take a look at the uh, Pacers, they're 0-4 straight up on the road so far this season. And the uh, Blazers are 3-1 and at home so far this season. So uh, three, all three wins for the Portland Trail Blazers have come at home this season. So I think that that enough, that I'm not even going inside the stats or the numbers of the trends here. I just think that, you know, like you said, Terrell Portland, like, being atrocious on the road, losing that game to Cleveland. You're coming back home. You have Indiana flying across the country to uh, Portland. Uh, they're coming off a a big win against the Knicks or the Pacers the other night. Now you're traveling to, up to Portland. So I think that this is a game where Portland Trailblazers come out and take care of business. I'll lay the points with the Portland Trailblazers here. Like you said, cannot afford to lose more games now. Now I think they are a better home team. They are three and one, like I mentioned. So I'll lay the points here with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I think tonight is a night where we'll see Damian Lillard have a have one of his better games. Uh, quick look at the injury report here um, for this game. Uh, TJ Warner obviously is still out. Jeremy Lamb is questionable. And for the Portland Trailblazers, I see a clean injury report. So everybody should be going for those guys. Uh, thoughts on the total at 223 and a half, Terrell? Um, not really. Because uh, I just don't know what, what – what are we going to get from both of these teams? Both of these teams can put up a lot of offense, but both of these teams can stumble at any game. So I'm not yeah. really interested in the total. Okay. I'm just, I'm really interested in Dame. And while this is a plus matchup, mm-hmm. the uh, Kings are the fifth worst to the point guard positions. But Pacers. if you look at the, yeah, the not Kings, yeah, the, the Pacers. Yeah. But so the Pacers are fourth worst, are fifth worst to the point guard position. But if you look at the four teams that are worse than them, mm-hmm. Cavs, Kings, Lakers, Clippers, all teams that Dame has played already, except uh, the Lakers. So with the exception of the Lakers, they, he's played the Clippers twice, played the Kings, played the Cavs already, and he still hasn't hit this number yet. So yeah, that's definitely a little concerning for uh, for for Damian uh, Lillard. Hopefully he breaks out of the slump sooner than later. I mean, it still is early in the season, but again, if this team is going to go, uh, so are the uh, so are the Trailblazers. Uh, CJ McCollum has looked pretty good so far for the. Uh, uh, Sorry for the for the Trailblazers. So again, I think this is tonight, Friday night, going up against a Pacers team that's not really great against the point guard position. Should be the night where maybe uh, we see uh, Damian Lillard have a better game than he has been. We're not asking him to go out and drop fifty. Let's just say you, you need to have a better shooting night for sure. 
Last game of the night to row here, we have the New Orleans Pelicans going to the Warriors. Um, I think this is one of those Brooklyn Nets, sorry, handicaps. I'm all over the Warriors. You're minus a nine and a half. I'm laying the points. Uh, I want to get your thoughts uh, on this game also. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you got you have to lay the points with the Warriors. Um, you're just not getting anything from this Pelicans team right now. You're really not. And so uh, is B, is Brendan Ingram. Brendan Ingram is playing in this game. I know. I know there was questions about him all through this week. Uh-huh. Uh, he so, is. Yeah, he's questionable right now. But uh, definitely keep your eye out for that injury report. Yeah. So I just eat. This Pelicans team is just not good. They're struggling to score the basketball. They're, yeah. That, that's and ultimately what it is. They're struggling to score the basketball, and they're going to play the number one defense in the league. Yep. And so uh, that that doesn't bode well for them. They're on the road. Doesn't bode well for them. This can get really ugly. Like this game can get really, really ugly, especially if uh, the the Warriors role players have a night. Like if yeah. Jordan Poole has a night, if Andrew Wiggins steps up and has a night, I think that's really where where it depends on if you hit this number or not and it's what the production of the Warriors role players is going to be. Are the Warriors role players going to make their shots and going to do what they need to do and skyrocket this over the number? Or are they not going to do that? And this game is a little bit closer where it's at, but ultimately I feel like the Warriors are going to win regardless. Yeah, and I think if I told you last game uh, against the Hornets where the Warriors played that Steph Curry was 6 of 15 from the field, he was 3-11 from uh, three-point land and only had 15 points, you probably would have thought that they lost the game. But like you said, uh, Jordan Poole was actually – they won by 20. (laughs) Yeah, and they still won by, what, a 22 points uh, against the Hornets and held them to 92 points. But like you say, yeah, Jordan Poole was absolutely outstanding in that game, 7 of 16. Um, yeah, I just getting back this Pelicans team right now with or even uh, without uh, Brandon Ingram laying the points here. Also going to lean towards the under here. Everything that you mentioned, best defensive team and the Warriors, a Pelicans team that can't score. I think we probably see a similar score like we saw the Warriors against the Hornets where it's like a 115, uh-huh. 90, 80, something in that range. So um, uh-huh. that's kind of where we're at with this game. Any final thoughts for that game? Um. No, not really. Hopefully, Steph bounces back. That could be really scary for him if Steph bounces yeah. back and has a really good game yeah. uh, with uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and, De- and Devontae Graham, likely his uh, primary defenders. Yeah. Let's take uh, one final break here, Terrell. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show with uh, our lock and dog and a parlay for the night. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Did you miss the biggest sports headlines from the night before? Ever wonder how that might impact this week's bets? Relive the best in sports from the night before with BetQL Tonight. I was listening last night to BetQL Tonight, and they were talking about the Derrick Henry injury. And lo and behold, this morning, it was reported that Derrick Henry might have a season-ending foot injury. And for that reason, last night, I was able to find the Indianapolis Colts to win the AFC South at a 12-1 price. 12-1 and currently not on the board. BetQL tonight is a high-energy live destination of casual and hardcore sports fans alike. Engaging, polarizing, relevant. Get caught up in the sports betting world with a heavy dose of entertainment. Every detail matters when making bets. BetQL tonight dives deeper to help you help you give you the edge. It's the it's fun to bet on the game and even more fun when you've got the inside scoop. So tune in to BetQL tonight. Listen on Odyssey. Spotify, and your favorite podcast app. And don't forget, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget, don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, Terrell, let's get right into the best bets. Uh, I'll let you lead off with your lock and your dog for tonight uh for the friday games what do you got uh let's see let's see let's see my lock um so it's, it's like it looks oh do i want to be chalk and just go and just lock up the nets minus 10 and a half that's that feels very very chalky it feels very very chalky but 
I just don't see how you can get behind this Pistons squad right now. I really don't. Matter of fact, yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead, lock up, lock. Nets minus 10.5. That is, that is my lock. Okay. For my dog, who looks juicy on the slate. Uh, Let's go with Minnesota. Minnesota on the second game. There's no way Reggie Jackson has an amazing game like that again. Nicholas Batum doesn't drop another 20 points. Uh, this clip is not Clippers. This uh, Timberwolves team shoots the ball a little bit better. It keeps a little bit closer of a game. I'll take Minnesota plus 118 on the money line. All right. So again, log for Terrell minus 10 and a half on the Nets, taking on the Detroit Pistons and the Minnesota Timberwolves money line plus 118. Seeing a plus 120, so definitely shop around to get the best of that number. Um, for my lock, uh, let's go with that Charlotte Hornets and Sacramento Kings over 230 and a half. It's currently seeing a 231 and still climbing up again. I just think that we see a lot of pace in this game, a lot of great shot making by both of these teams, points inside the paint. Um, this is going to be a fun one. There's a lot of great players, athletes on this team. So, and all the numbers I'm looking at, both these teams are inside top tens and in, in points out of the paint, three point shooting pace. So, I think that boasts well towards a over in this game. For my dog, I'm going to take your New York Knicks here tonight. Uh, Terrell going into Milwaukee uh-huh. to take care of business. Uh, plus one forty five uh, are the Knicks uh, against Milwaukee tonight. So, I think that again, this is going to be a fun matchup for sure. Uh, Drew Holiday is probable, but I just think this is a uh, this is a game where I think the Knicks shoot a lot better than they've had over the past couple games, um, and I, I think that they can go in there and, and sneak out a W, especially where the Bucks are one in three at home so far this season. So give me the Knicks money line plus one forty five here tonight. Um, Terrell, let's finish strong. It's Friday. You already know what that means. A Friday parlay. As usual, yours is going to be a lot juicier than mine, so I'll let you take the floor here. What do you got? Uh, no, no, it's not always a lot juicier. Let's not say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot more exciting. I'll Let's, say that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm 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 keeping it chill this Friday. I got to get the people a winner, so I okay. have to get the people. I have to get the people a winner. Uh, so I'm putting a little bit more thought into this. I think I'll just keep it at three teams. Okay. I'm looking for a fourth team that I really, really like here, but nothing is just stretching out to me. So we'll keep it three teams plus 600 parlay. uh, First half parlay, Cavs on the spread plus two and a half first half spread. Kings first half on uh, minus one and a half and Brooklyn Nets in the first half minus six and a half. Uh, So Nets, Kings, Cavs, all on the spread, first half spread. That's a plus 600 parlay. There you go. And for mine, I will go with, let's go with the Golden State Warriors under the 214. Let's go um, Portland minus the four and a half. And let's take let's take the Spurs minus three and a half, man. I think that the they're a, a definitely a lot better team than the Orlando Magic, and they probably have a second half mm-hmm. meltdown. So that should be a close to six to one. I see one is uh, the the Spurs are a little juice at minus one fifteen, but uh, should be close to six to one also. So that's going to be Spurs minus three and a half. That's going to be the Blazers minus the four and a half, and the Pelicans and Warriors under two fourteen. That will bring us to the end of the Friday show of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Hopefully, we can get this weekend betting started the right way with, with our lock and dog, and hopefully we can hit both of our hit, both of us hit our parlay. Um, any final thoughts for this Friday slate here tonight, Toronto? Uh, you and I are going to record the player prop show right after this. So uh, any final thoughts for the Friday games here? Yeah, definitely. Just um, hop into the Slack channel, SGPN yep. slash Slack, uh, SG.PN slash Slack. Hop in there, and uh, I'll drop a, a DGEN's parlay somewhere in the 100 to 1 range tonight and hopefully get us a winner and cash big. There you go. Yeah, like Terrell said, get into the Slack channel. So many different channels. NBA channels pop in every night, of obviously, because we have games, but NFL, college, basketball starting to ramp up, college football always. Hockey, 
every single night hockey is popping off also with the guys in there that just started their podcast, but definitely check uh, the website out sports gambling podcast.com. Uh, check out the NBA tab there. Just hit NBA picks. We're picking the games every single night. Um, and again, so much different stuff from fantasy football, NHL, soccer, MMA, golf, uh, all the great sports that are happening for the uh, network over there. So make sure to subscribe, leave us a rating and review for the NBA gambling podcast only helps us grow and uh, impress the bosses. So we definitely need all the uh, five-star reviews and the reviews that we can get. With that being said, good luck with your bets tonight on Friday and through this weekend. Till then, let's break the books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it, give it, give it the ball because I'm going to.